Hello and welcome to Passion Fruits, the passion project for passionate people. My name is Adam the Date Dude. <laughs> and I'm Jogan Daniel. <laughs> Jogan? Yeah, it's a what Star is... Wars fruit. Oh, <laughs> goodness gracious. I had to look First... it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> you do vegetables, you do things that aren't even fruits, now you're making up fake fruits. Come on, Daniel. Oh, come on. There's a real Jogan. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Jogan, Jogan, Jogan. Joe Rogan? He's Joe. kind of a fruit. No, fuck Hey-o. Joe Rogan. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> nice. Taking it down. Yes, uh, this is how we'll get famous, by making fun of Joe Rogan. <laughs> anyways, uh, so ahead. welcome to Passion Fruits, the passion project for passionate people. Uh, Daniel, what do we do on this cast of pods? <laughs> oh, man. We do so many things. We break down the molecules, the atoms that make what makes someone become a passionate fanatic for something. I make up things that make someone become a passionate fanatic. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, so what makes them a passionate? (laughs) Yeah, makes them a passionate fanatic. Thank you, Daniel, for that stimulating overview of our our podcast. Well, (laughs) uh, if uh, you know, I never interrupt you. So if if you had not been so rude and interrupted me, (laughs) I could have finished. Uh, Can't finish. Can't finish. So yeah, we delve into subjects that we are passionate about. Subjects that our guests are passionate about. Really getting into that nugget. How you go from being super duper excited about something to be even more super duper excited about something. And yeah, here we are tonight, today, uh, this second, yeah. talking about stuff. Yeah, and I, I think the cool thing, if 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 we can, uh, if you will allow us, me to pat ourselves on the back, Daniel, okay. is that you know it depends we, on what I, you're going to say. We no, we address a very wide range of yeah of subjects, and then to some people. That's a little bit of a turnoff because they want to they they want to come into this uh, this this environment where they where they know everything and they it's a, they they want that uh, that echo chamber of of a podcast. Right. This is not that podcast. We push the boundaries. We <laughs> we explore many different areas of society. So exactly. we're, we're 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 pretty we we we're pioneering. Uh, yeah. So to say. Yeah. We're here yeah. to be your tour guide through the cosmos. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, what are we talking about this evening, Adam? So today, Daniel, we are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever the heck that is. Never heard, <laughs> never heard of those things or whatever. It's a book, right? Like yes. A, like, a, like a big, long book. It's like okay. the Bible. Ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. The world's best-selling Sh- book <laughs> by the main man Jesus himself, hey, author Jesus. Good old Jesus. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, let's passion of the fruit this up and hop right into passion fruitpedia. Sure. Um, so yes, we are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What is that? What is the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, I'll tell you. 
The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a media franchise and shared universe centered on a series of superhero films, independently produced by Marvel Studios and based on characters that appear in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. This relates directly to our comic book episode. Adam, if you remember that, it was so long ago, almost 25 years ago. Wow. Yes. Time just flies by when you're having fun. Exactly. So yes, Marvel Cinematic Universe is a film media universe and it really started in 2008 with the first MCU film, Iron Man. Here to fuck your shit up. Hey, hey, hey. Um so so it starts started with Iron Man. Yes. Um and if if you wouldn't mind kind of exploring a little bit into that, was this supposed to be this massive media franchise? Were were they prepared to understand prepared for how big MCU is? And by they I mean like the producers, you know, like I, I no, sorry, I'm laughing because the way you said MCU made it sound like it's a university or something. Oh, <laughs> MCU. <laughs> See your future at MCU. <laughs> the University of the Marvel Cin- Cinemas. <laughs> they have a their basketball team is amazing, <laughs> and football team. Um, well, but their oh, soccer team sucks. <laughs> So, yes, you are asking if whether or not that was kind of the plan to make this entire universe um, starting with Iron Man, or was this supposed to be kind of just a one-off movie? So, I I don't know if our outline really delves into that. I don't know if I've really read too much into that, Uh, but I'm a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, as we always say in these episodes, almost every second, we are not experts. So please, uh, Twitter trolls, DM us and we'll um, shoot you right down. Especially for this, because, you know, ye old Disney slash Kathleen Kennedy will come and sue us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We better not like Let's not act out any scenes because then okay. we'll probably get a cease and desist. Um, <laughs> I am, I am Iron Man. Hey, ah, Iron Man! I'm, I just want to, I just want to, I just want a hamburger. <laughs> good old, good, good old fashioned American cheeseburger. Yeah, I don't remember this scene in whatever movie you're thinking. It's of. from the first one when he comes back from uh, from the desert. And he's like, "What can oh. we get you?" <laughs> Gosh, Daniel. Let me see that Iron Man dong. <laughs> oh, no. Do, we've, reg- go- we've regressed. Does the carpet we were- match the drapes? Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, what's kind of funny is thinking about Iron Man, while it was produced by Marvel Studios, Marvel Studios was kind of this independent kind of entity that while Iron Man was then um, published, um, released as like a Paramount film, like Marvel Studio. And it, this goes back to like the early 90, early 90s to early 2000s, basically mm-hmm. Marvel and DC in the early 2000, or early 90s were ramping up to this massive comic book war where they were like they had comic books that, Editions that had millions, not millions, but 
several different cover variants. So one cover would have this one cool thing. Another cover for a comic book would have this cool thing. And it was all like, there were a lot of comic book speculators that bought all these comic books up and then thought they were going to sell them at a high price. But the market, the comic book market, whatever there was, crashed. And towards the late 90s, early 2000s, Marvel almost declared bankruptcy. And not almost went out of business because then they sold a bunch of their comic book characters to different movie studios. So that's why X-Men was originally uh, produced as a 21st Century Fox movie and why Spider-Man was and continues to be a Sony-owned character. So Marvel didn't have the money, didn't have the clout to even try and make their own movies. And they sold off their most popular characters. So it was X-Men, Fantastic Four, Hulk, although he's not the most popular, but he had a movie in the early 2000s, Spider-Man trilogy by Sam Raimi. Uh, And then there was, of course, some really bad ones like Daredevil. Hulk didn't do that great. Um, But yeah, so like leading up to 2008, like you could never think that uh, Marvel Studios would have enough money to create this movie. And from what I've read, creating Iron Man, like it wasn't like they were on a shoestring budget, but it was almost like not totally improvised, but John Favreau, who's writer and director for a lot of these Marvel movies was working with Robert Downey Jr. to who is Iron Man, uh, right. Tony Stark, of course. Um, oh, of course. Yes, yes, of yes, course. Of course, you know, Tony Stark, <laughs> uh, Mr. Stark. But they were like basically writing the script as they were shooting the film. So it was like this very cobbled together kind of thing, this production that turned into this huge monumental thing. So I don't think they were expecting it to be huge. I think they were thinking, all right, well, if we have some fun and make this, then maybe something will happen. But like, it's weird because John Favreau is a huge star Wars and I believe a comic book nerd. Yeah. But, and so then like, so he has the passion for it, but I think even in Iron Man, I believe they're after credit scenes that like show a scene from Thor and um, then Thor of course has, has an after credit scene that shows a scene from for Captain America. Mm-hmm. So I'm jumping ahead of myself. So, um, so sorry, yeah. So, so I, I want to kind of set, set the stage here. And the, the reason I asked the question was the, the, the Marvel cinematic universe is, is this, in my opinion, um, even though I'm not the most passionate about, the Marvel movies like uh, the MCU it's, it's this kind of uh, revolutionary way of creating this dynasty of movies uh, because pretty much anything that Marvel touches now is, from a feature film standpoint is gold. Cause I think, you know, they tried that with Spider-Man uh, the, the original Spider-Man series. And I know you like the original Spider-Man movies, but I, I always oh, felt yeah. they're, I always felt they're a little bit kitschy. Um, oh, Adam, and goofy um like you like you mentioned before uh daredevil while it had an awesome soundtrack was not a good movie (laughs) um and and then even uh like the supermans the uh which you know have a you know superman has a huge history or superman and batman from the dc universe have a have a huge history of having many feature films right um but i i'd say 
in my very humble opinion, mm. the MCU kind of elevated the level at which even those movies started to come out. Like, you know, uh, the Dark Knight and uh, and the Dark Knight Rises, I think, are mm. phenomenal films. But those yeah. came after Iron Man, correct? So the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy the Batman Begins came out in 2005. Yeah. Then the Dark Knight came out in 2008. Yeah, 2008, because I remember it, seeing it the summer after our freshman or sophomore year, maybe 2009. And then um, Dark Knight Rises came out in like 2012. So yeah, that's a good point, because like the Marvel, and we can talk about that when we get into like what's, what's to like about the Marvel cinematic universe and what's not to like about the Marvel cinematic universe. But you're right. The Marvel MCU has like changed the landscape of movies as we know it. And, um, you know who they owe it all to a little guy named Georgie Lucas, who helped pioneer all of the CGI movies that you see today. So give him a round of applause, everybody. Hooray. Adam, why aren't you clapping louder? Oh, yeah. You you fucking love to clap. <laughs> um, sorry. So I, I think and, and we'll get into this more as you as we go through the Coca Corner and everything, but you know, to to wrap up Passion Fruits Pedia. Oh gosh, really, we still have so much more to talk about. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, what were you going to say? I was, I was just saying, not to wrap up, but to kind of like help mm. round out Passion for mm. Speedia. You know, Marvel, I, I think it's interesting that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is this kind of very legendary set of movies and uh, really has catapulted Marvel from this kind of nerdy comic book uh, name to this uh media franchise known worldwide if right. you will and because of that but it, and it's relatively recent you know it's been around for you know for 12 years now but it feels like it it's been it feels like this monolithic kind of force within the film industry that totally that i i think has changed the film industry to us well, it's changed the film industry and it's up for debate whether or not it's for the for 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 good or for evil maybe not evil but not so good for, for better <laughs> or for worse for not so good uh so yeah continuing on kind of with the marvel cinematic universe and talking about what was planned and what wasn't planned i believe there was kind of a loose plan to have the kind of universe get created but i'm I know they didn't think that it was going to going to get as big as it did. So of course the um, first couple of movies with the, within the Marvel cinematic universe were Iron Man and Iron Man two, then Thor and then Captain America. And all of these movies kind of introduced um, famous villains. Like in Captain America, there's red skull. Um, <laughs> that's about well, it no, um, no. <laughs> so, so a point there like you you mentioned before that marvel sold off its most popular characters and it's kind of slowly oh, yeah. pulled them back in with the avengers and stuff but I, you know and i am not an expert i have i never read the comic books like we yeah. d- discussed during our comic book episode mm. but like iron man is is a is a notable character but i would also almost say that he's not like I I had no idea what the concept of Iron Man was before mm-hmm. before Iron Man the movie came out. Like 
I at least had an idea of, you know, Superman, Batman, Spider-Man. Right. Um, I, I had like a, a back background idea of what those characters were. I had zero concept of Iron Man or Black Widow or Black mm-hmm. Panther uh, all or Doctor Strange. All of these characters that have been f- thrust into the into the limelight. I just have not seen. Uh, I, I think it's interesting how they brought up maybe not minor characters, but superheroes that weren't readily readily available in kind of the 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 cultural zeitgeist of contemporary you know society if you will right well and that's what's kind of interesting is that and i'll also say that this whole while i love the movies and i think they're very fun and a lot of them are great i also just kind of love the love the intertwining of how Marvel has created this new industry and what they did to do that. And you're right. Like Iron Man, Thor and Captain America, while they're notable Marvel characters, like as, as I said, like the most popular characters are fantastic Four, Spider-Man and X-Men. And when Marvel was actually trying to sell characters for, to make movies, they actually had like Iron Man, Thor and Captain America up for sale and nobody wanted to buy them. Cause like you like barely like the mainstream culture knew about Spider-Man and X-Men and fantastic four. I mean, it's part of the cultural zeitgeist, but the other ones, Iron Man, Thor and Captain America, it's like, Oh yeah, I think I read a Captain America comic once like mm-hmm. Thor he was like very popular in the seventies and eighties. Like, so yeah, it's like what Marvel did with their, some of their secondary characters to create this kind of legendary franchise is just speaks to the writers that they had and the directors that they have and kind of everything that made, that they've made kind of like pulled it together. Yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, obviously, I think Daniel, you and I are going to talk a lot about the movies, but you know, it's also important to note like the different television shows, the multiple right. Netflix shows that came that came out uh, with MCU. Yeah. Um, all these, you know, I mean, they've got uh, you know Marvel's kind of penetrated into every streaming service in one way, shape, or form. It's it's kind of revived the Comic Cons of the world. It's revived. Uh, just this whole industry around it, um, uh, which has been in- interesting to see. So yeah. yeah, yeah, and so continuing on with the movies, the main kind of well, and of course, sorry, during Phase One, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is of course broken up into phases: Phase One, Phase Two, and Phase Three. Set right phasers now, to stun. Set yeah. phasers yeah. to fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or stunning. <laughs> oh, just like you and me. But of course, I would be remiss to uh, not mention that there was also an Incredible Hulk movie yeah. starring Edward Norton uh, during the phase one time. But nobody really talks about that one. But so, yeah, they introduced all these characters and what they did that like comparing it to DC movies have been trying to do like marvel brought all these characters together into kind of like a cohesive awesome movie in the avengers in 2012 
and then continued to build these characters and build their own separate worlds in phase two and introduce new characters with Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man and then bring them back together again for Avengers Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and then to then begin introducing more characters and extending those other characters universes with guardians of the galaxy 2 doctor strange they finally got um spider-man sony was like <laughs> our uh spider-man movies are not doing well and frankly we can't make a movie to save our life uh so please take spider-man mm. back there was a like a 2010 film so uh, it was so spider-man before tom holland became spider-man there was andrew garfield played yeah. spider-man in two movies and the second one, like they actually weren't bad as Spider-Man movies. They were kind of, I mean, they weren't great, but I liked the fir- I liked the first one. Yeah, but yeah. So then, um, and a lot of the movies in kind of Phase Three introduced kind of new themes to the, or and kind of like new elements to the characters. Like Thor became more like ridiculous and a lot funnier like thor ragnarok in phase three is awesome i love that movie so good and then of course they introduced uh in phase three black panther Mm -hmm. and captain marvel or captain marvel um and then they ended phase three with avengers infinity war and avengers endgame and then spider-man far from home so that is kind of where we are now yeah so let's let's do this <laughs> to Daniel. reduce it down to that <laughs> me just in like a fever dream spitting out a bunch of marvel cinematic universe facts i've locked out <laughs> so i i'm very interested to hear because this is this is more or less your episode daniel hell yeah um, let's get let's, let's get weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's hop into coco corner first story yeah. time okay uh, so so Give me, give me the back. When did we with Daniel? Uh, how, what was his first experience with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> well, pull up a cor- pull, pull up a corner, sit down on your cocoa. Let me tell you a little story about little Daniel and his little eyes watching Marvel movies. Um, so I remember first watching the first and second Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. And just loving them, they were so cool. Like being kind of like a nerdy kid in middle school like towards the end of middle school um it was really cool and like this is like the story of why people love spider-man so much because he's a superhero who's started out as a nerdy kid and then becomes badass and has uh white stuff shooting out of his arms (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) um but yeah i I just loved those first two spider-man movies with toby mcguire and it was they were just so much fun and then of course the third one happened and while some people love the third one that is really where it embraces the spider-man camp like campiness which i was not a fan of um mm-hmm. there's of course the scene where toby mcguire becomes goth by putting uh his his hair is dyed black and he puts his hair over his <laughs> left eye uh and he does that weird dance in the middle of the street i don't Um, know i think i saw that movie once a long time ago and i remember not liking it (laughs) yeah it's um and they do like a terrible job handling venom like one of the most iconic spider-man villains and it's just very a very sad way that that 
trilogy ended because it could have been great. But then, of course, little Daniel grew up, became medium Daniel and met Adam at school. School. (laughs) School. I thought we saw it freshman year, but I, that I remember, I guess in 2008, that would have been junior year or uh, sophomore year. Yes. So I remember going in the sunken gardens and watching like on the, on the big screen, the Iron Man movie uh, yeah. Yeah. in the middle of the night. Or Cause at, we, at we went with our respective uh, groups of friends and significant others yes. at the time, right? Yes. And we are no longer with those people. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) We're no longer together. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I, I remember that when, when you brought that up, I remember that. And I remember really enjoying the movie. I think I enjoyed the movie much more than a lot of other people were there. (laughs) Adam was like right up against the screen, like eyes wide. Like, how did they do that? He's flying. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the first Iron Man movie as well. And I've been, and enjoyed it even more rewatching it. What I love about the comic books is kind of the weird stuff they get into and like the fantastical elements they have, like the weird villains they have. And Iron Man kind of doesn't really deal with that. They it's if you can call a Marvel movie grounded, Iron Man more has like the rich tycoon who always turns bad and you know, it's kind of like you can call all the Marvel movies predictable, but you can like be like, okay, the villain's going to be like this billionaire, just like Tony Stark, and he's going to have tech, just like Tony Stark. So, see, I I would like to see an Iron Man versus Batman film. <laughs> Two <laughs> billionaires awesome. with, yeah. with with ridiculous technology <laughs> just going at it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, but then kind of T M T M T M. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Marvel, uh, you have to pay me and DC. You have to pay me if you, uh, if yeah. you have that idea. Um, I hope, I hope to see your spec script in a, in a month or so <laughs> with just like <laughs> pictures of Iron Man and, uh, Batman fighting each other. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> and you're not talking about like the gritty modern Batman. You're talking about like the campy 60s Batman, wherever Batman punches somebody like bam pops up on the screen or pow pops up on the screen. Right. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so it'll be a short fight. <laughs> um, but yes. So after watching Iron Man and then catching Iron Man two on rental and then also with Thor on rental, those I enjoyed those movies, but there was nothing that was like, oh man, like this is going to change movies forever. Right. And you know, of course you could see it kind of leading up to it. Cause then it's like, okay, well there's another Marvel movie and another Marvel movie. And it's like leading up to this thing, but really kind of the, the one that really hooked me into the Marvel cinematic universe and really got me enjoying the movies as much as again, I'm not saying these are highbrow films. You know, I'm a cinephile, but these are not films. These are movies. These are popcorn flicks. So you really just kind of sit down in the summer, let the AC blow all over you, get some butter on your popcorn and just like enjoy Captain America. But no. So I remember when Captain America came out, I saw it in theaters and Captain America, as I said in my com in the comic books episode is one of my favorite superheroes. I think it's, and especially in the movie, it's like a period piece. It's set in the during World War II. So it's a lot. They played a lot more with some of the 
sci-fi fantastical elements of the comic books like the villain in the first captain america movie sure is red skull so and i it was just like wow that is like really cool and i very much enjoyed that movie and leading from captain america that led into the avengers which was the team up of iron man thor the hulk black widow pepper Potts, nick fury kind of the four movies or yeah, the four, five movies, all those characters coming together to fight evil Loki. And I actually remember seeing it. uh, I went to visit our good friend, Gray from our AS Roma episode. Mm -hmm. I went to visit him with our good friend, Peter um, in LA. And we actually went to see Gray got us tickets to see uh, Lakers play Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs. They actually won, which was cool. But then after the, uh, after we went and watched the game, we went to see the Avengers, and it was like it was just like a really fun night with bros that I treasure and cherish as like um, something like close in my heart. And that's kind of why I love the Avengers movies and the Marvel movies is they've like hit certain points in my life where they've like provided a respite of fun. Don't have to think too much popcorn flicks continuing on with the other movies that have come out in theaters. Like didn't really see Thor two or Iron Man three in theaters, caught them on rental. But then because I love the captain America so much, saw captain America in theaters and then kind of talking more about that. When those Marvel movies hit me like at weird kind of points in my life. I remember seeing the guardians of the galaxy trailer. Uh, The guardians of the galaxy was coming out the Friday after I took the North Carolina bar. And I remember like sitting in a study room, having studied like the entire summer, just trying to pass this damn test I remember watching, it was like the last trailer before Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be released. And it was like this hilarious, like, setup to be this very funny superhero type movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember, like, having like a cry session in the study room, being like, <laughs> I'm going to see that after I take the bar. <laughs> and I'm like, I just have to get to that opening day and just watch it and I'll be done. It was like the light at the end of the tunnel of like, uh, I mean, I honestly did like cry. I was like, yes, it's so cool. There's a raccoon who talks. Um, and of course, love that movie. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of it's Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Those are kind of like my favorites. But enough about me and my kind of introduction oh, to finally. MCU. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I know. <sighs> yes. So, wh- talk to me about how you kind of got into the Marvel movies. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, before Iron Man. And even afterwards, I just I wasn't really familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think MCU as an entity, I really only started recognizing that term a couple of years ago. It, it, for me, it was just like, oh yeah, there's another Marvel, another superhero movie. Mm, yeah, and I and I think like a lot of us, I was more familiar with the DC characters and quite frankly i wasn't sure the difference between the two i was like oh batman spider-man iron man blah 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 blah. <laughs> who cares they, they're all superheroes and i i 
I think there's an episode where you uh, you may say that Spider-Man is in the DC universe. <laughs> and I, I might get very upset at you. <laughs> You've never gotten upset at me for not memorizing trivial details like that, Daniel. Yeah. Come on, Adam. Uh, I quiz you every day. <laughs> uh, and... I mean, in general, like superhero movies. So let's say I really like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I like them because they're entertaining movies, not because not because I'm emotionally connected to the characters mm. from past experiences with them. Like I could I couldn't give a rip about oh well, Thor's hammer's made out of this, and you know I. You know he can only <sighs> throw it this far, and you know really him and Jane. You know Jane was, uh, you know the Hulk's cousin. Blah 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 blah. I, I don't know. I I don't ca- I don't care. I like the movies as popcorn flicks because they're fun. They're yeah. they're fun. They're and and really kind of that's the way my my experience with the MCU has developed is I've become more familiar with the kind of intersecting storylines of each, but it really hasn't spurred a ton of interest in reading the comics, playing mm. the video games or kind of researching beyond the movies. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, the one thing that like it, it almost makes me a, a little, I, I, I really like the way that the Marvel cinematic universe has treated these characters. And I think they've done, mm. done, inc- done an incredible job. And it all almost makes me sad to go back and watch like Batman versus Superman, which has such, oh, yeah. such a great concept. I couldn't get through that movie. Literally could not get through that movie. Here's um, what you do. Pour yourself a glass of wine. Don't stop pouring until that glass overflows and watch Batman versus Superman. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> oh. Um, so I, the, and it's interesting because once again, like, like I was mentioning before, like I hadn't heard of Iron Man and obviously like my exposure to Marvel characters uh, was through Spider-Man, the X-Men movies, like, and even the X-Men movies, I'm, I haven't been a huge fan of except for mm. uh, the Wolverine origin story. Um, <laughs> I don't you know. like that one? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Interesting. Which, which I can't even remember which one that was. Um, well, it was just called, uh, Wolverine Oregons. Oregons or Origins? Oregons. Oh, goodness gracious. I've only ever seen it written down. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> and the the funny thing is, like, I, I saw Daredevil a couple of times. Um, <laughs> so I really, you just I, loved it so much. You were like, I really love Colin Farrell as Deadshot or whatever he is, because wasn't uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's when Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner were like a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's why you didn't like uh, Batman versus Superman because Ben Affleck was Batman, and you were like, I was <laughs> he's so- clearly Daredevil. Gosh, <laughs> I was so confused. I bought the I bought the soundtrack to the movie. Oh God, <laughs> let's hope you discovered Foo Fighters before you bought the soundtrack. But I, I did discover for years before. Anyways, so yeah, so that's kind of my history with Mar- with the MCU, and obviously, like I've watched all the movies now. Um, I <laughs> not gonna brag, but I do have Disney Plus, so I can watch <laughs> whenever, whenever, wherever I want to on demand. 
hand. Not um, going to brag, but I leech off of Adam's Disney Plus. <laughs> Wait, no, don't say that. We're I mean, sued. no, there, uh, a bird just crashed through the window. It has a note attached to its leg. Oh, crap. It's a cease and desist letter. Damn it. I shouldn't have said anything. We're the only people in the country and the world doing this. Oh, I knew it. Um <laughs> <laughs> so and and I thought I, I actually think that it's a little bit funny because uh when I started watching the movies like they'd have the like the first time I saw Iron Man or the first time I saw an, a Marvel movie in the theaters like mm. the movie ended and so I got up and I was like oh I'm ready to go and everyone was still sitting Stupid down like, wait, waiting for the mid credits <laughs> and post credits scene I was like why is everyone hanging out here like clearly the movie's over um. I didn't know that was a thing. And then I I, wa- I would watch the end credits or like the mm-hmm. the, the scenes, the mid credits and post credit scenes. I never knew what the heck they were talking, like what they were referring <laughs> to. Like there are all these yeah. nerds sitting in the sitting in the uh, in the theater being <laughs> like, what? And I was like, yeah. So there's uh, you had like this weird old guy cool all right um the only one i ever got was when thor's hammer was shown and i was like i know that one I that. <laughs> the only one that you ever got was when they showed howard duck at the end of guardians of the galaxy um uh, the greatest superhero in the world oh boy no, no i was and i have i've grown to like the the marvel cinematic universe movies more and more I, it's it's recent i started watching the marvel series on netflix um i go like you mentioned before, like I love Thor Ragnarok, love Guardians of the Galaxy, love Black Panther. So I, and I actually go back through and watch those movies on a fairly consistent basis. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah. The, the, they're kind of like, I love watching the Marvel movies as like kind of rainy day movies because mm-hmm. you've seen them and like, you can kind of, you know, what's going on. So you can always kind of like watch it, fall asleep during the movie and then like wake up and you know exactly where you are. They're great movies if you really want to pay attention or if you really kind of just want to zone out and enjoy a good movie you can certainly do that sure shall we kind of head it well how about we take a little break yeah a wee little break and here we'll we go hear, we'll hear a word from our sponsors so our first sponsor tonight or today for this episode is ask body spray that's right ask body spray guys have you ever been on the basketball court hooping it up, just kind of getting out there, getting your sweat on, and just realize that you smell like shit? You know what you need to reach for? Ask Body Spray. It comes in an ergonomic, uh, some may say Windex-shaped bottle that is really like uh, comfortable to grip. Just when you're on the court, you just spray it up in the air, mist it, let the liquid just burn your skin a little bit burn your eyes a little bit then hop into your uh, casual date clothes and then just get ready to get fucked (laughs) adam i'm reading this this is like copy from the sponsor this is like really kind of strange that they just said that you put on ask body spray and you get fucked so um again we are reading scripts right now okay is is the uh, intent for the person after they spray it on to ask themselves why they did that? <laughs> Adam, uh, you, good reading of that script. <laughs> I'm glad you what, read what, that perfectly. What, what wonderful banter we have back and forth about our about yes. our ads. Yes. So, ask body spray. Look for it in the Windex aisle. 
another great sponsor of our episode tonight is uh, celebrity hosted podcasts. Because you know what, that you know what you really want to hear when you're done working after a day or on a nice walk. You want to hear some out of touch celebrity really just go off about themselves and be self congratulatory and have circle jerks with all their other celebrity friends. Because that's just like really Dax Shepard. <laughs> No. Second- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the script again. I had to say that, okay? <laughs> so yeah, so if you, if you would like to hear about all the trials and tribulations of being incredibly wealthy, very well known and and uh having uh being able to not relate to the to these people at all, then uh, once again, tune into a celebrity-hosted podcast where they once again co-opting another art form for their own for own for their own shameful gain. Thank you, thank you, Daddy Conan O'Brien. Thank you, and we're back. <laughs> what a great ad session! So we kind of heard how we've both gotten into Marvel movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and why don't we talk more about? kind of why we heart and why we're also kind of like, uh, about the Marvel <laughs> cinematic universe. Sure. Would you like to start or? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll start. So, uh, Here we go. I'm going to, going to riff off of your old bit, uh, doing, uh, <laughs> imitating Jerry Seinfeld, but like, what's the deal with Marvel movies? <laughs> yeah. You like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Are you just going to spend the next five minutes resting on your laurels for making that kind of joke? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I did a perfect Jerry Seinfeld impression, and You're therefore right. I'm going to be a billionaire comic sooner. Or <laughs> I hope to uh, ride in your car with coffee at some point. Uh-huh. anyways, so I, uh, you know, we we discussed this earlier, but I. I you know I, I wasn't submerged in the comic book culture, mm-hmm. and, and so the movies don't didn't really have or like the Marvel universe didn't leave a a lasting impression upon me from you know when I was a wee little tyke, and so I I, re- I truly came into the Marvel movies uh, just with with zero expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I and once again, you and I covered this to a certain extent, but I really really enjoy the movies that don't take themselves as seriously. Like I, mm-hmm. I had not seen Thor Ragnarok until it came on Netflix yeah. and I just turned it. I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. Why not? And then I, and, and like you said too, you know, the Marvel movies are very much uh, kind of rainy day movies. So I was expecting just kind of tune out and I was just riveted the entire time. That Thor Ragnarok movie kind of like, Thor one and Thor two, Thor the Dark World, um, those are like they're almost like so self serious that for them to turn around and I would I think it it's owed all to and I'm gonna butcher his name but Taika Waititi yeah. who's the director of Thor Ragnarok yep. he there's like such an amazing humor element to it and it's like loud and colorful and it's not trying to be like gritty or super serious it's like uh it's and it's one of my favorite marvel movies because it's just like like a like a 180 on this character this thor character and it like really kind of if you really want to get into the weeds of the thor character it really like going from 
Thor one all the way up to Avengers Endgame, there's like a clear path where like the characters actually develop. And it's kind of silly to talk about Marvel characters developing, but they all go through this kind of like development throughout all the movies. And the Thor Ragnarok movie is just so much fun. It's so cool. Sorry. I just wanted to gush about it a little bit because it's like it was out of left field of like how hilarious it was. And like, yeah, it was it was just so awesome, man. I need to go watch it again. They, the way that movie started out, um, when as soon as the immigrant song started playing, I was like, okay, this is a different yeah. movie. <laughs> and I, I wasn't expecting that. And I was very pleasantly surprised the entire time. Like similar to Thor Ragnarok, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I really enjoyed. And and I'm, you know, we, we've done umpteen music uh, uh, episodes and like music band episodes. And so I think it's pretty clear that like th- there's a pretty strong connection between music and, and the way that the iteration of music into film, how it how it affects the mood and yeah, and the direction of the film. So for like Guardians of the Galaxy, just hearing all those uh, kind of quote unquote classic rock songs um, was really cool, and I thought it was a really neat integration into there. And I, I, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack was one of my favorite parts about that movie. Um, totally. Uh, I really, you know, the, the other things too, is I, I've, because the movies are good and I think there is a, there's a certain expectation that the movies are just going to be, they're at least going to be solid They're mm. Even if they're not phenomenal, um, they're at least going to be solid and you're not going to be disappointed by them. There's there's this appreciation for, uh, you know, getting to know new characters. I had no idea what Dr. Strange was, but I, I actually really, really enjoyed that movie Um, because it's very different from a lot of the movies prior to it's much more uh, like witchcraft type. Yeah. uh, uh, Type. Whereas, you know, past movies like, you know, it's all that technology, you know, if with Iron Man and Ant-Man, it's all about the technology for, right. where, and like Guardians of the Galaxy is very just space oriented. Uh, obviously, you know, I really liked Black Panther. I thought that was just a game changer uh, mm. for so many reasons, not just because it's a phenomenal movie, but just the, the seeing a movie made up entirely of people of color, uh, right. which was, you know, very, very important impressive isn't the right isn't the right word but uh the cultural impact of that movie i think can't be understated yeah. uh and then i really like all the spider-man movies like spider-man homecoming spider-man mm. far from home that's a you know in our little outline that's one thing i really enjoyed is getting to know somebody or re- rediscovering or rediscovering actors like i really like tom holland he's hilarious yeah, totally uh, I love watching him in interviews. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like he apparently he's gotten the reputation for just not being able to keep his mouth shut about like right. secrets in movies. So they yeah. like have uh, uh, who's the actor who plays um, Doctor Strange? Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, like they like they have like Benedict Cumberbatch just like basically being his uh, uh, his his guardian and his like caretaker throughout all these interviews. So he like kicks Tom yeah. whenever he starts to reveal something. It's just like, you know, seeing Chris Pratt, uh, who whom I recognize from Parks and Recreation become mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. And I also thought it was really funny in Parks and Recreation when he 
he came, I think it was season five in Parks and Rec. Mm. And he comes back and he's he just done Guardians of the Galaxy and he was like super buff. And yeah. Parks and Rec <laughs> addressed that. They were like literally the very beginning of the episode. And Ben and Andy are walking up walking up some stairs and Ben's like, So you lost all that so you you lost all that weight in like six weeks? And Chris is like, Yeah, I just stopped drinking beer and I and I my body turned into this. And, and they that's <laughs> the only way they leave it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like Ben's Ben Wyatt's like how much beer you were drinking and Chris Pratt's like, <laughs> Pro- probably too much, too much beer. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That's yes. always, I love that. Yeah. Actors like, actors like Chris Pratt, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Who I did not have an appreciation for before, um, you know, discovered Brie Larson, Kobe Smulders, especially Kobe Smulders since I knew her primarily from how I met your mother, that kind of thing. Um, and, and I think kind of to sum that up, it's, a lot of these movies are not reboots of older movies and mm. it's not like a refresh, you know, like, you know, Lion King, the new version of the Lion King, new version of this new version of that. Um, it's retelling stories, but they, they weren't like, okay, let's take this movie from 1980 and redo it with, with a new cast. So that's what I think I've enjoyed because they're, it, while the characters are not necessarily new, like I don't know, I, television reboots annoy me. Movie uh, movie reboots uh, mm-hmm. annoy me to a certain extent. So it's just they're they're novel. They're still novel to me, which is why I like them. Right. Well, and you're since you aren't like because so many of these Marvel movies are based on comic books. Like, yeah. you know, the first Iron Man movie. Well, I'm not sure if the villain is based on some of the first. Um, Iron Man comic books, but like the first Iron Man movie, like the part where he's actually building the Iron Man suit in the desert, like is part of like some of the first Iron Man comic books. So like they maintained like this very like faithful following of the lore and using these um, stories to create these movies like i haven't read too many guardians of the galaxy comic books um i tried reading it when the movie came out but like guardians of the galaxy is a very like fluid group so oftentimes like the group that's in the movie isn't the group that you would ever get in a comic book because it's like this banner like of guardians of the galaxy and it allows people to create like stories underneath that banner of like space sci-fi stories. Yeah. But yeah, like the infinity war and end game are all kind of in, based on the infinity gauntlet series of comic books that happened in the eighties with Thanos and everything. And it's just like, that's what I've loved about the Marvel movies so much is that while DC has kind of like, kind of tried to do that, but they really, they just don't do a good job except for like the wonder woman movie. That's a, good movie like marvel is just like they know exactly why their movies are fun and like what makes them good and -hmm. like that is kind of kowtowing to the comic book fans who have been there forever but also like using those stories that are classic comic book stories because they're good like the winter soldier story for captain america the civil war captain america movie is like not like scene for scene Captain America Civil War Marvel comic book, but it's like 
it's like taking those beats and transferring them to a visual movie format. It's like, it's uh, frankly amazing what they've done with how many movies they've put out that like there's maybe one or two clunkers that like I won't put on at some point and won't be like, like when I'm rewatching the Marvel movies to like lead up to something, or if I want to like catch up on phase one or phase two or something, I won't watch the incredible Hulk movie with, with Edward Norton or like I'll skip <laughs> Thor two. Yeah. What's, what's the deal with Thor two? It's, it's like, it's just the kind of story. Isn't that great? I think, um, Natalie Portman wasn't really into it at that point either. Like she like, and that's, we can talk about, let's kind of talk about the good and the bad. Cause we're, we yeah. have to admit that and recognize that. And this is where I'm going to get kind of existential on it, Adam. So the bad movies, uh, gardens of the galaxy, all the captain oh. Americas. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll reach through this remote call we have going and kill you. What is kind of interesting about the Marvel movies. And it, it may also be kind of like, um, what happens with the star Wars movies is that there's not like it's and like some of the DC movies, like some of the superhero movies, like some of these actors almost like, and I mean, even some of the more popular ones, like Chris Evans doing captain America, like he specifically had a contract where he was like going to do a certain number of movies and then he was done. And then when that number got reached, he was like, all right, give me this amount of money and I'll continue to do it. But let's like, these so, actors sorry go it, ahead is it true that chris evans is kind of a dick i actually think he's a very nice person mm-hmm. i think by the end of the all the movies that he was in i think he was sick of playing captain america ah uh, gotcha and like that's the thing it's like what these movies have created if you really want to reduce it like all the fighting that they're doing it's all computer generated so and when it's like these movies and like what people are wanting in these movies is like destruction of whole cities and like huge epic battles with Thanos and everybody in the Marvel cinematic universe has to come together and fight Thanos's army. Yeah. Like they can do like the close up shots with the actors, but like <laughs> they're not going to have thousands upon thousands of people in like a field <laughs> with a bunch of green screen behind them, like to try and like create the live action version of that. So I think a lot of actors have a lot of frustration with how they have to act in those movies. Um, And especially like actors like Natalie Portman, Chris Evans, I think, I mean this, the Iron Man movies like saved Robert Downey Jr.'s career. And I think he is like totally appreciative and thankful for the opportunity he was given. But I, you know, I think some actors and they, they almost like don't want to get shoehorned into it. Like Hugo weaving was the red skull, but he didn't come back and play the red skull in infinity war or end game. Cause it was just like, I'm kind of done with the Marvel movies. Like it was a lot of fun when I did it, but I'm not going to get sucked back into it. Cause, because, Marvel movies and Disney is just now like the movie industry now. Yeah. Like I know that there are movies that come out that are amazing that aren't Marvel movies, but you have to think about like Iron Man hit what came to theaters in 2008, right when we were going into the great recession and it changed the movie landscape completely. Like, 
no longer are we getting movies where like it's a $50 million comedy, like, or a $30 million drama. Like there are those movies out there, but they're not coming to theaters anymore. Like Netflix is creating them or Hulu Mm -hmm. is creating them because to actually make money at the movie theater, you got to have these huge Marvel movies, huge star Wars movies, huge DC movies. Like sure. There are anomalies like, no movie studios now are willing to take risks on um, women-based franchises, uh, smaller comedies, smaller dramas. Like, so that's kind of been my one thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like, and I actually kind of appreciate the delay that COVID has given to us. Like, the next Marvel movie that was going to be released, like the last one was last summer with um, Spider-Man far from home. Mm -hmm. And then the next one was going to be black widow. So, and black widow got delayed to November because of COVID. So, and I, I want to see black widow because it looks awesome, but it's kind of like a nice respite to catch up on some movies that like you may have missed during these years of like, Oh, like maybe I should sit down and watch Parasite or, oh, like there was this great comedy that was released a couple years ago that I had never watched because like we only went to the movie theater like once or twice that summer and we watched the huge Marvel movies because you have to see them in theaters because they yeah. have these huge set pieces and <laughs> battles. And it's just like, so that's I watch, kind of where I, I watch all Marvel movies on my phone, Daniel. I watch all Marvel movies on a tiny 13 inch black and white. <laughs> and <I'm> like, <laughs> um, it's the so way that, movies were meant to be viewed. Dang it. Exactly. It's like, anyway, sorry, continue. No. And so that's kind of like my nitpick with the Marvel movies. And, but that's kind of like, it's also given rise to more quality content on HBO and streaming. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot more creators doing a lot of great things on those platforms, which yeah. is good because though that's where you can like networks can invest a lot of money, but it's like, it, it's a lot of money for a TV show, but it's not a lot of money for a movie. So it's like these movies or these TV shows that can then create a lot of money and create a lot of buzz and get people to a streaming platform without, putting in like a huge investment of like, okay, we have to sign this actor on for three movies, but what if this movie bombs? Like Mm -hmm. we've spent $500 million, like the latest X-Men movie, X-Men Dark Phoenix, $200 million budget. And it made like 90 million or something like that, like totally bombed at the box office. And it has these huge names and it's like, it's an X-Men movie. Like (laughs) it should be like awesome but it just doesn't do anything. So um, that's why, kind of been why, my, why sorry, didn't that movie, why didn't that movie do? I, I, I didn't see it. I just heard it was bad. Well, so. it's, it's kind of rehashing a story that the first three X-Men movies from the early two thousands already did. Like mm-hmm. there's kind of a dark Phoenix story in X-Men three. I forget what the, the, bottom line of X-Men three is, but like it's this, it's based on the Jean gray story of becoming the dark Phoenix and becoming like super powerful. And like the writing isn't good. The acting isn't good because the writing isn't good. And 
it's just it i don't know like the, you know yeah was, they just uh sophie turner right yeah was dark yeah Phoenix. i mean and as james mcavoy and as michael fassbender like i actually do like um some of the latest x-men movies like logan the wolverine uh solo movie the last solo wolverine movie uh deadpool of course is amazing um yeah. and that's marvel uh x-men um days of future past is awesome but like those are those are like one-offs like they want to be part of a universe and they try to bring them together like in dark phoenix but to me like they're just one-offs in the movie world like unlike the marvel cinematic universe so explain to me so like with dark phoenix and mm. with deadpool why why aren't those part of the mcu Is so it those are own, own yeah owned by different companies basically so like x-men x-men you said was owned by 20th century yeah 21st century fox or 20th century fox deadpool's also owned by fox because he's technically an x-man um, oh okay and fantastic four is also owned by crap it it's either sony or fox but i believe it's yeah. fox and the reboot they tried to do for fantastic four is just fucking awful it's like Marvel Studios, again, like what we talked about, Marvel Studios is just like so smart for using their comic book stories. But these other Marvel movies that are not part of the Marvel Studio umbrella and the DC movies, like they don't use the, they try to use the comic book stories, but then they have a bunch of like studio executives like nitpicking little stuff and like taking this stuff out and doing a bunch of reshoots and shit like that. And it's just like, like the the fantastic the latest Fantastic Four movie is fucking awful. It was another movie where it was just like I finished it and I was like, why did I watch that? <laughs> uh, it's just so bad. But there are like great actors and actresses in that movie, so it's just like again, it's another. That's why like Sony has given Spider Man back to Marvel. It's like we're having a lot of trouble making money off of spider-man anymore like here you try something out with him i do want to say what was it uh spider-man into the spider-verse which is not oh, that's an mcu fucking awesome. movie but yeah. it it is a who who owns that is that still a sony film yeah that's still so so uh okay. sony owns all like the movie rights to spider-man okay gotcha yeah that spider-man into the spider-verse was fucking amazing that is such a cool movie yeah. So I, I do have a question for you. So where yes. does Cap the the series Captain Planet and the Planeteers come into play? <laughs> oh, he's next. <laughs> he's gonna be the next big bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> silly Adam. Uh, sorry for like. I, I of, loved that show when I was young. That was like I know, the only cartoon I was able to watch because <laughs> <laughs> it was basically a commie cartoon. One thing that you kind of mentioned before with the kind of actors and. Uh, the people that you've seen in Marvel movies and kind of like rediscover them. One thing I love is also the, the actors that we talked about, but also kind of the directors and writers. So mm -hmm. I know you're a huge community fan. So Anthony and Joe Russo, Russo, yep. who did a lot of community stuff were the directors for Captain America, winter soldier, Captain America, civil war. And then, the last two Avengers movies. So Infinity yeah. War and Endgame, which is crazy because, and like you, I, we rewatched Community recently 
and there are a lot of digs at uh, Marvel movies, <laughs> which was funny <laughs> after uh, Anthony and Joe Russo went out and did Captain America. But yeah, that, like um, it's just funny scene. And James Gunn and Joss Whedon, who did uh, Buffy, um, just seeing those weird kind of connections of like nerdy guys who are in TV, who know their shit about comic books, then get these huge Marvel movies and really like prove themselves in this universe. It's just, I don't know. It's cool, man. So <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm so tired. I, I agree. <laughs> it, it's something like, um, I will watch a movie so like John Favreau, uh, who apparently had a has a brilliant deal with Marvel, so that yeah. even though he only directed the first few, he's got like perpetual producing credits right. or something like that. So like anytime Marvel does anything, he just makes money. Right. <laughs> um, but like I watched, I I I really enjoy seeing him in other movies. I really enjoy his directing. Like I really liked his movie Chef. Oh um, yeah, this is like you know really really happy coming of age story not you know nothing super didn't really push push the limit in any way but it was, it was just a fun movie um right. so like small things but then kind of seeing is how he's able to like appear in all these as because he's happy in all the yeah stuff. yeah yeah I mean, to see him do uh these types of roles and to see him kind of um continue to get bigger and bigger roles such as uh the mandalorian right uh, yeah i was like, gonna I, say i Sorry, i go just ahead. i i just really like seeing him but yeah i i the the directors are definitely i've started paying attention just as much to the to the directors like first like uh t- uh taika ytt yeah uh, uh who will i think he's writing or he's directing one of the upcoming star wars franchise films he is yeah and he's doing of course the next thor movie so yeah yeah seeing seeing him and like all these neat yeah as you said all these neat crossovers i i really enjoy so totally yeah man well was there anything else we kind of nerded out for a little bit on mcu (laughs) which is kind of what i wanted to do um (laughs) we kind of got my points about how there's comic book lore oh one thing I do love about the movies, and I know this kind of pertains to you too, Adam, is that you can go into these movies and you don't like it's you get a lot more if you watch the movies before it. But mm-hmm. you can also watch these movies without knowing much about the characters and still enjoy them. But there's so much lore behind these comic book characters that if you really want to dive into it, you can get like a very rewarding experience reading the comic books, watching the TV shows, watching the other movies. And again, that just kind of ties into how fucking smart Marvel was about, because they're treating the movies like comic books. Like, yeah. All right. Well, if you really want to get this, you have to go watch this movie. Or like, if you really want to get this comic book, you have to go get this crossover comic book, but you can still enjoy the story and enjoy the movie, but you won't really like truly get it unless you do this. So it's, Brilliant money making and brilliant, I guess, brilliant storytelling. If I'm going to like bow down to the, the almighty <laughs> dollar. Um. Uh, I knew it, Daniel. I yeah. knew it. I'm oh, a communist boy. at heart. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, no, that, that's that's pretty much like what, what I wanted to cover. You know, I've 
they they think they're they're fun movies. I think they've done a lot for the film industry. Uh, once again, good good and bad. Um, and yeah, you brought up an interesting point earlier about you know while it changed the film industry, it has kind of opened up. And, and just with the rise of streaming platforms, it's it's opened up a lot of other opportunities for for creators to go to these other to these other platforms. Mm. Um, so yeah, I. I'm interested to see where these go. I don't, I don't think I've experienced like Marvel fatigue yet. Yeah, I am interested to see how they uh, combat that. To yeah. like com- combat that, like oh, yep, another Marvel movie. Guess what? Right. You know, you know. Hopefully, with Black Widow and introducing more, uh, more characters, I think mm-hmm. I think that will help. Because uh, you almost don't want to go the way of like James Bond. Right. Will, yeah. Where you like, you know, what's going to happen. You know, the, the journal layout, you know, all the characters. All right. Okay. Let's just, you know, get it over with kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah they're going to introduce some new characters in phase four and do a lot of cool stuff with some of the older characters. So yeah, that will be interesting. And I think it will prevent Marvel movie fatigue, hopefully, but I guess we shall see. Yeah. And I'm happy to see that they haven't gone the way of star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, anyway, that's that's why we got to keep relying on the Star Wars TV shows because those are awesome. There we go. All right. Well, Adam, thank you for letting me kind of just gnaw on your ear a little bit about Marvel movies, and you of make course. me want to watch Thor Ragnarok again for mm-hmm. the fifth time. I just you just watch that scene over and over again. It's true. Yeah. Great scene. Um, but yes, how about we hop into recommendations? Is that okay? Okey-dokey. Yep. All sound, right. Sounds muy bueno. So last time, of course, we had our episode talking about The Office with our good friend Harsh, and he recommended that we watch the anime cartoon Avatar, The Last Airbender. Have you checked that out? I have not been able to yet. So we, we've been on a uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kick. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what a weird, interesting kick to get on. But I'm loving it. Yeah. We I I've not watched it either. Um I'm not the biggest anime fan. I've watched a couple anime series like Cowboy Bebop and Afro Samurai, and I've heard nothing but good things about the Avatar anime, not the movie. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I do want to check it out. Um it is just finding the time to because there are just so many TV shows that we have to rewatch <laughs> and watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just have oh, to find boy. the time to do that. Um, last episode, you also recommended we watch Upload on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I know I saw Harsh emailed about it. He said that he enjoyed it. So thank you, Harsh, for taking Adam's recommendation. I have not watched it. I want to watch it. We went through Space Force which is another Greg Daniels show, which was fine. It ended weirdly. Okay. So I have, you all, I've only, I've only seen the first episode of that. So I was trying to, oh, gotcha. if I went to continue watching that or not. It's, I mean, Greg Daniels has a bad track record of first seasons, like first season of the office. Isn't that great? Mm, yeah. I don't know about upload. Um, but I, what upload I don't like is- Upload is nothing like The Office, yeah, uh, obviously. But even right. like it's it's a dark comedy. 
Gotcha. Um, and it's more dark than comedy, to be quite frank with you. Gotcha. Um, so it, it's 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 much more intriguing than I thought it would be. Cool. But it's I'll check for it. for, I, for for people expecting kind of like that slapstick comedy. It's yeah. not 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 that by a long shot. So <laughs> we just like binge watched all of these seasons of Queer Eye on Netflix. <laughs> Have you watched yeah. Queer Eye? Yeah, yeah. So Sarah, Sarah and I watch every uh, every time a new season comes out. We just binge so, the the most recent season. It's so uplifting. We watch that. So <laughs> we've been watching all of Queer Eye and going back through episodes that um, I had not seen because I needed we needed kind of that kind of show in our life right now. Uh, but yes, I do want to watch Upload. That will probably be next on the list of what we're going to watch. And then I recommended to you guys that you watch Mindy Kaling's show on Netflix. Never have I ever. We, uh, we have not been able to watch it yet. It's not Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So yeah, correct. I get it. <laughs> um, no, that, that was the, uh, um, yeah, well, yeah, we've been watching Fresh Prince, um, but it is on our watch list. Just got to get through those 500 episodes of Fresh Prince. <laughs> exactly exactly well yeah so. i definitely recommend it it's a good good show um all right what would you like to recommend this week hmm so there are so i i have two recommendations let's put it let's put it, so so the first half is the the night that we are recording this the new lamb of god album self-titled lamb of god is coming out tomorrow and uh Please go listen to it because <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to pester you about it from here on out. <laughs> and yeah, let me let me know, let me know what you think. And from a game standpoint, the so I was playing through Total War Warhammer, which is this like really interesting take on the Total War series. Adds in a bunch of different kind of a uh, bunch of neat like dynamics uh, yeah. to the Total War series and, and and fleshes out the game engine a little bit. And yeah, it's not your traditional. I don't know. Have you played the Total War series before? I've tried to get into it and I tried to play Total War Warhammer on my previous laptop and it would mm. not run. So yeah. I need to play it on my new one. Yeah, um, you're, you're a super powerful laptop. Super powerful. Uh, so yeah, so I, I would I would recommend that just for, I, I think um, uh, even Total War Warhammer 2 the the one that i played first actually i got it because yeah. it was on sale <laughs> yeah um it's this slight slightly smaller format and mm. it's this really interesting game engine i'm probably gonna have to do another playthrough of it because i i did i i lost like i put in hours into it and oh, i no. lost the game like i didn't so know sad. you could do that like and i yeah. was like winning had huge armies but i literally ran out of time oh, um, no. <laughs> so, wait, so when i watched you playing the game on steam yeah. was that part of your losing campaign yeah oh yeah. no <laughs> i should have watched more i should have given you more support that's uh, okay <laughs> i and at a, at a certain point like those game that those games like if you're not at a certain point by the time uh, like if, if you don't meet the yeah if you don't get to certain points uh within a certain amount of time like you're not gonna win and so gotcha. i should have recognized that like i tried oh. to actually go back and reboot like old save games <laughs> see if i could like oh. change stuff but it Cheater. was 
<laughs> well, I was, I was fresh. I was like, wait, I literally, it was like, I lost. What the fuck? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, I, that happened. That happens in XCOM. Like if you don't have these set up by like certain points, then like yeah. you're kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Nice. XCOM, stupid Warhammer. Anyways, oh, don't play a game. It's a st- silly, silly game. <laughs> All right. I won't take your recommendation. <laughs> um, right. Cool. I will check both of those out. Yeah. What would you like to recommend to me? this evening um so i know you're gonna be balls deep in the new lamb of god album (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but can i recommend music albums to you sure okay so have you listened to any of run the jewels albums before yes all of them okay have you listened to run the jewels four um is that the one that just came out um i was listening to it earl like probably a a few days ago but haven't given it like a really good like listen through yet okay give it a good listen through because i mean it's an awesome album and it has zach de la rocha from uh rage against the machine on a track mm-hmm. josh homies featured on a track um so yeah please listen give a deeper dive into um run the jewels four and then another kind of album not really an album but um I don't know how often you like go back into Spotify to look at artists that you've like set up already, like a playlist or something, or like have like, like some for Metallica, they have been re-releasing or releasing remastered versions of their classic albums and are going through their discography. So their most recent remaster was and justice for all. And while there's like physical media that they put out for and justice for all, they also put the remastered version of the album up on Netflix or Netflix, Jesus up on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but it's like also the deluxe version. So you don't have to pay for anything except for your Spotify account, but it's the deluxe version has one of Metallica's best show, like most famous, most best show from the damaged justice tour uh it's seattle 1989 so if you just go to metallica and look at their and justice for all remastered deluxe album if you could listen to the live seattle 89 concert it is fucking amazing how good they like i know that they're fucking awesome and that they're good but i i don't really go back to older concert like albums because oftentimes I find the quality to be not that great, but I've been Mm -hmm. on kind of like a live album kick recently. And I listened to this Metallica concert, Seattle 89. And it's just like so fucking good. And of course, Jason Newstead is the bass player. And I really haven't listened to much of Metallica live from that era when Jason Newstead was a member. And I know he was a member up through the early two thousands, but like, He's almost like a second front man who like harmonizes with James and does like verses and stuff. And it's like, it's really interesting hearing that era of the band that we haven't been able to experience live. Um, and we'll like probably never be able to experience something like it live. I mean, I think Metallica has been good live and they've been bad live throughout their entire career, but check out the Seattle 89 concert because it is so good and so cool. I mean, they have like, three encores and they're actual encores that people want. It's not like 
now like every band has an every headlining band has an encore but it's just because all right this is expected it's like yeah this concert like people just were not leaving like they were sticking around and like metallica went off stage like two times and then came back like <laughs> it's fucking awesome it's so cool um and i know like i'm sure if there are any Metallica fans listening to this, they're like, yeah, of course that concert's like classic, bro. Like everybody knows that fucking concert, but I didn't know. Okay. And I didn't listen to it. Cause sometimes I don't like live music. Okay. <laughs> Assholes. Um, <laughs> so yes. So, so deep- what you, so, so what you've recommended is listen to Lulu over and over again. Yes. Right? So Lulu, <laughs> but backwards. So oh, you can okay. hear the satanic messages and you'll become <laughs> like the Manchurian candidate. And I just want you to kill the president. So please <laughs> kill <Whoa>. the president. <laughs> don't don't put that on live. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll go on a list somewhere if we're not already on the list. We're already on it. Disney's got yeah. us locked down. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Adam. Yes, sir. For thank you. Talking MCU to me. Let's r- run quickly through the social media. You can find us on Twitter at passion fruits p2 or just searching for passion fruits podcast he did it instagram yes passion fruits podcast <laughs> you can email us at passion fruits podcast at gmail.com we're on facebook at uh i guess just search for passion fruits podcast you nice. see you a trend this. here y'all you've got this as adam said last episode or our office episode uh, I have a blog, even though it's the Passion Fruits Podcast blog, is <laughs> passionfruitspodcast.home.blog. I'll be posting more stuff up on there. I did not feel like it was the time to be posting a bunch of silly stuff on a blog right now. So, uh, but yes, thank you guys so much for listening to our brilliant, stupid podcast. Um, we hope you get home safely and fly your thor hammer into oh no wait we need to we need to do a stan lee reference after this uh farewell faithful readers excelsior (laughs) 